You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. disagree with it it's fine you're allowed to disagree and i'm not trying to get you angry no i got you i'll disagree if i disagree and we'll have a discussion but uh yeah all right you ready yep all right and we are back with another episode of from the rafters sam and i are here recording on wednesday june 2nd the very busy day of wednesday june 2nd we woke up today celtics eliminated 4-1 by the nets uh to a a couple woes bombs that had, had me pretty shocked um, I, I'm, I'm a little baffled still. I don't know about you, Sam, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. I was at work and I just got in, uh, and the first one came that Ainge was thinking about stepping down. And I was like, well, like, I mean, I've heard that he's been thinking about it for a while, but then it comes out, he did step down. And then it comes out that Brad Stevens is going to be the president at that point. I don't know if it was in the initial tweet or not, but I just kind of said, all right, well, he's just going to do what Doc Rivers did with the Clippers, and he's in a coach and GM at the same time. And <laughs> turns out Brad Stevens isn't the coach of the Celtics anymore, which is extremely yeah. weird to think very about. Very weird. Very, very weird. I don't know. I, I don't think it wasn't in the initial tweet, but Woj did that thing where he, like, quote tweeted his tweet, like, 30 seconds later, so you probably just saw the news, put your phone down for a sec. So yeah. if I had to guess. But... I mean, in hindsight, and I tweeted this out, in hindsight, Woj going, he, Danny and just thinking about stepping down is like when he said the Pelicans are thinking about taking Zion Williamson because the NBA got mad when he spoiled all the draft picks. Uh, realistically, that's probably what the tweet meant. But, but yeah, I mean, I was just completely taken aback by the news, especially when it like Danny and stepping down is like, okay, maybe Mike Zayer and like when the whole like strong and considering thing came out. And then it was just like, nope, Brad Stevens is taking over. They're finding a new coach. It's it's pretty much a, I don't want to say a hard reset because you still got the same team. You're not rebuilding or anything, but a hard reset to the coaching staff or just the whole consensus of how the team is put together at the very least, right? Yeah. And the the strangest part about it to me was that Brad Stevens was like, yeah, like I was worn out or whatever he said, burnt out, worn He's, down he after the bubble. That. He declined that in his press conference. Oh, he said he, that's not true? Yeah. Yeah, he said, he said, no, if they had asked me to coach, I would have kept coaching. This is just what we thought was best for the team. I have no problem coaching the bubble. In, in fact, he said, it's actually the opposite. The bubble was probably the best basketball I've ever witnessed. So I, I think he just completely refuted that Woj claim. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he was lying. But yeah, continue. Sorry. That That's still strange that like that was even a thing. Yeah, it makes you think a little bit. Who knows? That, then you got to think, like, is that their way of, like, firing him? Like, did they fire him <laughs> as coach? But, like, they had him signed for so long, they're no. going to get something out of him, which is something I saw. I don't necessarily believe, but it is a, no. a thing floating around that I saw. But I, I'm kind of bummed, to be honest. I like Brad as the coach. I know people, some people don't. I think we, meaning you, me, Tim, KJ, the Bannertown uh, boys, all agreed that, you know, that was something we all liked. We, we like yeah. Brad, but I'm happy that there is an ability to change here. 
with Brad sticking around. Like, I'm happy he's not gone because I like him. I think he deserves to be a part of whatever's going on. I think he has done a tremendous job coaching. I don't think any of the times they've really gotten beaten have been his fault. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe Miami. You can maybe, 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 maybe. That, that's the only one. That's a and question. Yeah. Even then, like they had guys on Miami playing out of their fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Tyler hero sucks, but he played good. Uh, Duncan <laughs> Robinson had a really great series, even though he's not really bad, but he was, you know, really, really good. Jimmy Butler, uh, played a lot better last year in the playoffs than he did this year. That's for yeah. sure. Clearly. Uh, bam. <laughs> more impactful this year. I mean, last year than this year. I mean, they all like overperformed. Obviously you see how they, how their season turned out this year. They couldn't take a game off Milwaukee Celtics took a game off Brooklyn. Who's (laughs) the real victor? We don't, we don't have to get too deep uh, rehashing some old wounds there uh, with the heat series for Sam. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't know if you caught all the quotes. Obviously the Celtics held a press conference to formally announce it. Um, I I listened to it. I I heard it all. I uh, wick was there. Um, Pags was there, yeah. uh, Ainge and Stevens were both there. And from what we heard from Wick and Pags, it, they loved the idea of Stevens in office. In fact, I don't know if you heard th- this quote. I don't want to say it went viral, but it went around. The, the um, get better, teen or die trying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was basically on and off the court. Brad wants to bring Celtics pride to the levels that we're accustomed to. We're going to win banner 18 or die trying. We believe Brad is the person to lead us on the basketball side as we go towards that lofty goal. Thanking Danny, thanking Brad, blah, blah, blah. So it sounds like they have complete trust in him. Like, I feel like if they were just trying to, quote, unquote, get the money out of him while they can, they wouldn't entrust their entire organization in Brad's hands. Because realistically, he's the guy now. He makes the picks. He makes the trades. He does the stuff like you're putting the organization in his hands, which I, I sort of like because he knows the way Brad phrased it was, I know who's on the roster. I know what the team needs because I just coached this team for eight years. So that means I should be able to effectively help it. That also makes me a little worried because knowing Brad's coaching style, I'm hoping he doesn't go with the experimentation route because you know what? Brad loves to experiment with his rotations. So imagine Brad experimentation as a GM. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, not but I don't think worried, he's going to but... do that. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's... One thing about Brad is he's like you Intrigued said he knows better he knows what it's take it takes to win he knows what it takes to have good player he knows what a good player is not that Ainge didn't or any other GM really doesn't but he's definitely qualified to do the job uh, I think they cited his time at Butler as a as a strength of being able to find talent things like that are going to be important to him shaping this team he's got some decisions to make which i'm sure we'll get to if not today over the court we have a long time before we have any new content to talk about at the very least i mean it's gonna be a while but then you've got you've got a lot of decisions to make so i'm I'm interested to see what he's gonna do and it's it's strange that Ainge is not rhyme it's strange that he's not in charge anymore it's like uh it's damn, a weird Jack, you're, feeling you're not going to relate to this but it's like when you when you watch um end game and you realize <laughs> all the people that you grew up like being the main characters aren't there anymore yeah and like sure like that's how it is with players like uh you know the bit the old big three retire or aren't on the team anymore isaiah thomas isn't on the team things like that but I mean, this guy has been a, a stable piece through all of it. Now he's not there. I don't think it'll really sink in until next season starts, if I'm being honest, or at least till draft night, because Brad's going to that's going to be Brad's first test, in my opinion, outside of the head coaching 
uh, thing, which we can talk about in a little bit. But I, I see the draft in the offseason like Brad's got to make some signings. Now, think about this, Sam. We've talked about a Kemba trade all season. If Kemba gets traded, it's going to be Brad Stevens, right? How weird is that? Uh, I, like, well, it's weird, but for the Celtics, for the organization, it's good. If if you really? want to spin it that way, because I disagree. If, I'm nervous. Well, I'm gonna tell you why. Let me let me talk, sir. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I, the reason why I think it's, or I I don't know if I would say it's good, but it's better than it would be because Ainge is the one that signs him, brings him in, signs him. Brad Stevens is now, um, inheriting this team as a general manager. And not as a coach. So it's not like Ainge signed him just to ship him out. Now Ainge signed him. Somebody else is left with it. Albeit it's Brad Stevens. But it's a whole it's a whole new guy to make that decision. It's not it's not sending a message to players saying, We're gonna sign you, but you know, the same guy that signs you might ship you out the next day. It's not that anymore. My point is, do you think he'll be too nice to make the necessary moves? Because think about it, like he, he's not. got Really? You so you still think Ojale, Carson, Ke- like possibly Kemba? Like, do you think these players are still gone? Because I mean, they built a relationship with Brad Stevens more so than Danny Ainge. You know what I'm saying? So like, now you've got a guy who built a relationship with these players that's going to be tasked with dealing these players or trading them or cutting them or all that difficult thing. Well, that is a fair point. But you did mention, like, I mean, Ainge has a relationship with all those guys too. He signs them. He's in the not the same. Not it's not, not even same. close to not even close to the same. Not even close. It's, it's somewhat similar. It's not exactly the same, and it's no. it's not really super close. But I mean, he's still there. He's still talking. So you're telling to all the guys. me you're telling me he's Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau. You're telling me Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau have the same relationship with the Knicks players. I don't buy that for a second. I didn't say it's the same. I say they still have a relationship. Okay, I'm saying it's not even close to the same though. Because Brad Stevens deals with these guys on a personal level, level, sorry, and Danny Ainge, while he does too, he's not connected to the point where he's going to have a problem shipping them out. And now Brad Stevens going from connecting with these people on a personal level as their coach to having to make those tough decisions. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying that's got to be a very – it's going to be very interesting to watch how that breaks down. And I'm, I'm confident in Brad Stevens. I, I think he will be able to do it, but I don't think it's an unfair discussion to have. Well, I mean – Answer this then, like if somebody, let's say, let's use Doc Rivers because that's the one I can think of off the top of my head. Is is president and uh, you know coach at the same time in L.A. when he was? I mean, he's going to do the same thing. It's been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you but... ask Danny Ainge what the hardest part of his job is, he'd probably tell you like telling guys that they're traded. Like, okay, he probably doesn't. Nobody at likes the same. That. Of course, of course, but at the same time. Doc Rivers and Brad Stevens are extremely different personalities. The The point I was trying to make is, is Brad Stevens too nice? I had never thought Doc Rivers was too nice. Not once in the entirety of the time he was in Boston. Brad Stevens, really quiet guy, really reserved guy, really nice guy, generally speaking, in the NBA. I, I, I Like I said, I'm confident he can be, you know, the GM trade guy. But, I mean, our friend Danny texted me today. He said, Brad Stevens going to get trades done the same way I get girls by being the nice guy. And I, I don't know if I believe that. It's just like, can Brad Stevens get it done with this, you know, super nice, super, you know, reserved persona that he's built up in the NBA? Yeah, I, I think so. I think he also is going to have a clean slate 
you know, people talk about nobody wants to deal with Ainge just because, you know, he's always people will say like he's always looking to screw people over, things like that. Brad has a clean slate. He doesn't have that. He's still with the Celtics, though. I mean, obviously, the organization itself has a reputation of always wanting to be on top, things like that. But he doesn't have that hanging over him anymore. He doesn't have with incoming players or free agents the whole Isaiah Thomas thing where, you know, they, however you want to look at it, right or wrong, Chicago did the same thing to Derrick Rose. I mean, nobody talks about that. Um, but people complain about that all the time. Look at Anthony Davis. His father was complaining about that when they were talking about trading for him. He said, why would I want my kid to play there? What they did to Isaiah Thomas. That That's not yeah. a thing anymore. Yeah. The reputation not Danny. Gone. Yeah, and I think Brad will have a chance to build that clean slate. And like I said, I- I'm not saying Brad won't be able to do that. I just thought it's, it's interesting to see a He's guy an who's adult, super nice. Jack. Come on, I, I know. He's I an know, adult. Danny Ainge has this reputation, like you said, of being this cutthroat dude. I, I don't. It, cutthroat and Brad Stevens don't go in the same sentence. I'm not saying he can't be, but I, I, th- I think it'll be a very different personality in the GM's office, which maybe is a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing because at the same time, the pros of Danny Ainge are. He always wants to be on top, and he's always trying to make the best move for the Celtics. But the cons of Danny Ainge are he's always trying to be on top and always has to make the best move for the Celtics. Maybe Brad Stevens, you know, doesn't think, oh, I always, always, always have to be the winner of the trade. Maybe he does a trade I sure knowing hope he that does. it will be better for the team. Okay, yes, but you, you know exactly what I'm saying. Don't try to spin it. Like, Danny Ainge, it's to the point where if he's not winning the trade by, like, this much, he's not going to do it. Brad Stevens, maybe he's willing to do those little trades to make the team better slowly over time instead of making the big hitters and always having to be the best. You know what I'm saying, though? I understand what you're saying, but every GM has the same mentality. I mean, but Danny, you, like you said, Danny's reputation is that of he has a reputation. Doesn't different. mean it's necessarily true. It just means he's he has had those deals where it's been so insane to where yeah. people talk about. It. You know, like yeah. and I, like I mean, I'm gonna the point Kevin Garnett trade was lopsided in hindsight. The obvious, the well, both deal, them, obviously. in and out, yeah. yeah. The Isaiah and, uh, Thomas trade, both of them were pretty lopsided. I yeah, mean, and just, I mean, yeah, I'm going to point back to the Gordon Hayward thing. And before you say, oh, he could have gone anywhere, there are, always are those rumors that, you know, the Indiana would have accepted this and Hayward would have gone there if Ainge had just taken Turner and McDermott instead of asking for Turner and Warren or Turner Brock. You know what I'm saying? There's always those rumors. There are always the rumors that, you know, yeah, oh, we were so I, – I know, I know. But then the rumors that are incessant that Ainge, oh, we were so close to getting a deal done. Oh, we were like – and not all of those can be fake. Some of those are probably Danny wasn't willing to give up enough. Maybe not even that Brad Stevens gives up too little. Maybe he's willing to overpay for a guy that will help the Celtics go over, get over the hump. Off I'm just the top that. of your head, Jack, how I, many, like, can you say, like, deals that he said, like, they were close on that you really look back and say, damn, they should have done that? I, like, I, I'm not saying even, damn, they should have done that or whatever. I'm just saying all these mini deals. And yes, you think of, oh, Anthony Davis, whatever. Hindsight's probably better because they kept the Jays. James Harden probably didn't want to give Jalen Brown. But even over the years, those mini deals, like, oh, maybe getting Vucevic, maybe getting a role player here and there. I'm just saying having a different personality in the front office is probably a good thing for the Celtics at this point where they're at. It's definitely not like the worst thing. And I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying... And I don't think this is what you're saying, but people all the time give him a bad rap because of things that, you know, of you're course. bringing up. Yeah. Like, oh, they were so close. But 
if you really think about it, like there were a lot of times they're close and like you look back on it and you're like, damn, like good thing they didn't do that. Like it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah, of course. Like I said, there's the pros and cons of Danny Ainge. And then I'll give up another point. Sam, maybe Brad is going to look at these players like Trevor Reese and Dwayne Dedman and think like you and think, oh, they're free. Let me give up a second round pick because we don't have to hold on. To maybe everything. you will. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like a different change of pace in the front office. Maybe it's a good thing. I'm very intrigued because the way Wick and Pags described uh, Stevens in the press conference was a basketball junkie, grew up in the basketball. Brad Stevens was like pouring his heart out to the Celtics in the, in the press conference. He's like, this is the like organization I want to be a part of. Like, I, I want to win them banner 18s, blah, 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 all this. So I'm very, very intrigued to see how this offseason goes because there are a lot of potential big impactful moves he has to make. Think about it. All these things we've talked about, re-signing Fournier, Smart's contract, trading Kemba potentially, trading Smart potentially, getting rid of Carson Ojale and them, hitting on the draft picks. Like there's a lot of pressure on him this offseason that was going to be on Danny Ainge. And now that pressure is now going to be on Brad Stevens, right? Yeah. And the Kemba thing is so funny to me because on one hand, I think it's the easiest thing to do and say like they should do is to get rid of him because of the money he makes and his inconsistency of being able to play. But realistically, like there are a lot of times where he's been good. I'm not trying to completely defend him because I think it's valid to be upset with what you've gotten. But I mean, he, he was pretty solid towards the end of the year this year. He was obviously solid before the bubble last year. And he's got a whole offseason to get right here. He, you know, he said he doesn't plan on sitting back-to-backs next season. It, it's yeah. He's not, like, he's not uh, ruined. He's I, just made a glass temporarily. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm more hesitant. Getting rid of him is the safe move, depending what you get back. It, what What the penalty is. I guess. See, I, I want to talk about Kemba. I want to wrap up the Brad Danny thing real quick. What do you think of the move from – we're just going to give it a grade or just overall summary of our thoughts really quick before we move on to the Kemba thing. What What do you give the move, you know, Danny Age retiring, Steven stepping up as the GM? You, you can give it A plus, 1 to 10. I, some, give me some sort of, like, reaction to the to I'll the give move. you a TBD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know yet. I, I don't hate it. I think – it's so funny, like, it's just weird, you know? Like, I don't really know how to react because we haven't seen Ainge, uh, I mean, not Ainge, Stevens is a GM. We've seen him as a coach, and he's done well there, and he's done a great job of making the most out of what he's had in the situations where that's been the goal, right? Yep. So as a GM, he might be able to do very similar things. I think exactly. he is going to be able to draw people in. Oh, fucker. <laughs> he's going to be able to draw people in by... Maybe the nice guy approach. I think people respect him around the league oh, as yeah. a basketball mind. I think I think the biggest question here is not Stevens as the GM because I don't know how important that is. As long as he's not like stupid, uh, I think it's more of who the coach is going to be. Yeah, and we can get into that next. I think we can we can move on after that and talk about off season stuff, and then I'll complain at the yeah. end of the show. But <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, that's the um, biggest question. And I said yeah. to you and Tim and KJ today that I it's really inconsiderate that they didn't do it last year when there were more coaches available. Uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah, Doc Rivers add, would have been a nice guy to have around. You could add Tibbs. You could add all these guys Tibbs, that could have come in. Uh, Celtics, but um, well, Ty Lue, of course. Yeah, basketball team. <laughs> Ty Lue. All these guys. All these could have guys. had I mean, D'Antoni before he yeah. agreed to be with Brooklyn. 
like mm-hmm. Kenny Atkinson, plenty of guys. which you can still get. Plenty of guys. Plenty of guys. I, I think the Brad Stevens move overall, though, like you said, he made do with the pieces he's had. Well, sometimes they probably weren't the best. Like even this year, you could argue the team put together isn't the best. So maybe he'll know what the team needs and he'll go out and get that. And he can use that nice guy persona and trick GMs the same way Danny did and saying like, oh, I'm just this nice guy, then fleece them. You know what I'm saying? He, I think he, Brad Stevens lure him in. Prick, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I think Brad Stevens might be a prick, to be honest with you. Not that, like, he's, like, a bad prick, but, like, he's, like, a Belichick kind of, like, guy. Yeah, Like, he, he's very laid back and, like, he doesn't, like, blow up or anything, but, like, he's, like, a killer on the inside. Like, kind of like Ainge, because Ainge is super nice, doesn't swear, like, kind of dude, but he's just got the reputation now. A that Mormon, he's, right? <laughs> Isn't he a Mormon, yeah. literally? He's, he's yeah. like... He's like super proper, but Brad Stevens is the same kind of thing as Belichick to me. He's very, you know, winning oriented, eyes on the prize, doesn't like giving too much to the media kind of deal. I think it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward. I really hope you're right. I really, really, really hope you're right. I think that'd be sick. Um, It's just a matter of time, I suppose. Like I said, this offseason is going to be a huge test. But uh, yeah, getting into the next head coach. I'm very intrigued and very excited because as much as I think Brad Stevens did an amazing job, a phenomenal job, I think a switch up, like Brad said in his presser today, he said a a fresh perspective will probably do the team uh, some good. And I I think a more offensive minded coach could do uh, some good, a a player's coach, even for the superstars. Not that Brad did a bad job. It's just, you know, a a new face in the locker room could help the team out. So we've seen some of the options. I'll, I'll pull sum up really really quick here uh before we go and from what i saw i I thought the options were super interesting that there wasn't necessarily anybody that stood out to me off rip unless i'm forgetting somebody but uh, i'm very intrigued to see how they go so right now according to sports line uh sam cassell plus 300 number one chauncey billups second jay laranaga Jason Kidd, Becky Hammond, Kenny Atkinson, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, Jay Wright, Juwan Howard, Rick Pitino, uh, thrown on Rick the end Pitino there. But... There is <laughs> Very funny. And then other names thrown in there. Yeah, Adrian Griffin's in there, who I don't think I know who that is. Uh, Ime Udoka, Sixers uh, assistant, Kenny Atkinson, Alvin Gentry's up there. So some very interesting names. Are there any standout that I said to you, like even a couple that you think you'd like? Well, we've talked about this when people would bitch about Stevens and say they want him fired and things like that. So we always would mention Kenny Atkinson because he did a terrific job with the Nets when he was there. And, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see what he would do with the Celtics. I think anyone, most people that were in the NBA's point guards are always um, good candidates, Billups and Sam Cassell. Maybe Cassell more than Billups just because he was more of a less of a scoring kind of guy. You know, Billups is really a and, modern And Cassell's guard. done great with the clips. He's done a good job with the clips under Lou and Rivers. So. Yeah, so you got that. Um, I mean, I personally, not on that list, and it's not really realistic, but I think uh, Rondo, if for some reason he wasn't playing, would be an excellent... <laughs> no, I'm... And it's funny, but I know, like... I believe you. I dude believe. is really smart. Like, he is ridiculously, like intelligent he would have the team doing things i mean he's out there calling plays for the other when he he's defending the other team he's saying what they're doing do you know who i think would be an amazing coach on that same line who obviously won't be a coach anytime soon i really really hope Draymond green becomes a coach in the nba someday i think that'd be electric 
It'd be so. He's fun. a smart guy. He's a trash talker. He's loud. He could probably motivate his guys. Yeah, I see it. People, I see a lot of people wanting Kevin Garnett, and I don't think he's no. a head coach kind of guy. I think he'd <laughs> no, be a great assistant coach to have around. I think he'd be really good for that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I, I think Becky Hammond is a real underdog. I think like on a pop under pops all this time. I think that'd be uh, amazing. Those guys are usually great coaches like Taylor Jenkins. Uh, I think coached under pops for a while. He's doing great in Memphis. Becky Hammond. I think would be great. I, I really like Kenny Atkinson. Another I've disciple been saying that. Popovich is uh, Brett Brown. <laughs> uh, Excellent. No head coach Brett Brown. <laughs> no, they, I saw a meme on Twitter that said he was the favorite. People are getting mad in the replies. It's very difficult for me to really get, not excited, but to say, to pick a favorite out of people on this list because a lot of them haven't coached at, they haven't coached at the NBA level on a, consistent isn't the right word. It's like more of like a long tenured span where they've been in charge of a team and you can measure the success. So it's it's difficult for me to pick, you know, like somebody like we mentioned already, like Doc Rivers last year would have been good because you I mean, he's been here, but I mean, it wouldn't bring him back, though. I don't think people. Why? Why wouldn't you bring him back? (laughs) It's just like, I I don't know. It's not like he's the same guys. True. Sure, I, I don't think he'd want to come back. I mean, they trade. I guess he wanted to leave. I don't know. He wanted maybe, to leave. He didn't want to maybe. go through a rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They obeyed maybe, what he wanted. So, would you be intrigued at all? At I know you say you want like oh this guy that's coached or whatever to bring in from college. Would you would you be okay with that at all? Or are you looking mainly towards NBA guys? Brad Stevens is an outlier. So traditionally, college coaches don't transition well to the NBA. I can think of a few. I don't know, man. Like, who would you who would you want? Are you uh, gonna take I, Coach K? No, he's retiring. I think he's done. Done. I don't think there's. Any I chance. do too. I just didn't know because I saw that floating around today because his news came out after the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about the, college there coaches, is no to, one that. I know you said like, oh, there aren't that many guys from college. I mean, Billy Donovan is another guy. Obviously, Chicago hasn't been successful, but you got to give him a couple years to deal with that shit show. Well, he's done well. He, he's yeah, done Thunder, right the Thunder teams. Changing. He's done solid. I, I'm just talking like if you're looking at college, like Jerry Stackhouse is out there. You're looking at Jay Wright at Villanova. Like there are guys uh, in the college game who could have potentially some success uh, in the NBA. And then obviously, I mean, I'm just looking at lists online now. You see Tim Duncan uh, obviously out there. Kenny Atkinson, David Fisdale. I doubt you'd want him. I, I mean, do you like Jason Kidd at all? I, I, that's one of my least no, favorites, probably. But absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, probably not, not great. But um, I mean, Dave Jager. I don't even know. Like, I'm just like looking at. I, I googled. That's what NBA I'm saying. Like, there's not a lot of people out there that you really say, like, wow, you know, like that's <laughs> who I would like to fill in <laughs> and be the next coach. I mean, you could look at Lloyd Pierce. I think Lloyd Pierce would be okay. I don't think so. I don't want any part of that. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because he was the coach in Atlanta, and then he wasn't the coach in Atlanta, and then they started playing good. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) There's a reason he's not the coach of that team anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. That is valid. Um, Mike D'Antoni, maybe. I think that'd be a solid fit uh, if he can come in. Why would he leave? Yeah, true. If he wanted would to be want... head coach, he would have done it somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
Would you want Mark Jackson at all? <laughs> um, I'm looking at guys. I'm just looking. Mark Jackson annoys me on the broadcast. <laughs> However, if he was to you know be on the Celtics, he wouldn't be on the broadcast anymore. Um, but if you if you really want to talk about Mark Jackson seriously, without me being a dick, he he did a lot for that Warriors team before he was yeah. fired. And I was talking to a guy at work. I don't know how true this is or not. I don't know. But I guess like he when he was fired, like it wasn't because like they were he was doing a poor job. It was because like he said something and like wouldn't apologize or something like that. So they just got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't yeah. like a performance yeah. issue. It was like he was like headstrong, which is fine. Let him be headstrong. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe it'd be um, interesting. Do you bring a Van Gundy back, <laughs> Jeff? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I, I just know. don't think their style fits the league anymore. Yeah, and you're seeing that with uh, New Orleans right now. They're a fucking mess. Who's um, Jacques Vaughn. Who? Just take Jacques, Jacques Vaughn, Nets oh, uh, assistant. He's a Nets assistant. He's very good. very good. He'll be the next head coach, all right. and I'll be all over him. Um, a couple well-regarded assistants, Ime Udoka and Darvin Ham, uh, are a couple good ones. I know. I don't know if you know too much about assistant coaches, but. I'm they're solid. What do you think, former player, <laughs> or they're on the Celtics? Wes Unsell Jr. Uh, is out there existing. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at any blow other guys. My brains out. Out. <laughs> I think most of the guys we said are probably the top options. I'd love. Uh, sorry, I blanked. Kenny Atkinson. The one thing that irks me, not irks me, worries me about Kenny Atkinson is that. The place he got his most of his success was with the Brooklyn team that wasn't that didn't have a ton of talent, and I think the Celtics team does have a ton of talent. So I, I'm curious to see if that coaching style transitions well to the Celtics. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're very, very different teams in very different places. Okay, he had his most success when they didn't have a lot of talent. However, that was the most talent he had in comparison to all his time at Brooklyn. Also true. Like, also true. How long was he in Brooklyn? I mean, I think he was there for most of the time after Jason Kidd. I think he was next. I can look. You can look it up, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I don't think he was like a one year kind of guy. He was there when they were really bad. 2016 to 2020, yeah. So I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe he can come in, take the talent he's given, and be really good. Do you think there's any chance the Celtics pull a Brooklyn Nets and hire a former player or someone with very little coaching experience? Well, Billups is up there. Who is Billups' coach? I'm pretty sure he's been a coach before. I mean, you could look at the college game, too, with former players like Jerry Stackhouse and Patrick Ewing, if you want to really get into it. But I'm fairly certain Chauncey Billups has been a coach before. Patrick Ewing, yeah, he's with Georgetown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not leaving. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like if they're going to go to college, they would go local. But I, I don't I don't know. I don't know any, enough about college to tell you anything. I think I wouldn't be shocked if they, like, give me somebody. I have no idea who they are. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised at anything. Who knows what they're going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, would, I personally would like a former player that was a point guard, smart guy kind of deal like like rondo is my ideal guy if he's like five years older and isn't playing anymore to be honest with you i i when i'm thinking about a coach i want somebody that's going to be in it for a while i don't want someone that's going to come in and screw around and flounder out i want somebody that's going to be at the the head of the ship for 
you know, like five plus years. Like you want a stable force there. You don't want to have to keep have a revolving door of coaches because then you're wasting time. You don't have time yeah. for that. Yeah, I mean, Sam Cassell's probably up there then in terms of former players. Chauncey Billups would be okay. Billups is with the Lakers. I mean, sorry, the Clippers right now as an assistant coach. Um, they both are. No, no, no. no. I, I was wrong. Cassell moved. He's with the Sixers now. So okay. Well, he's he's oh. Doc staff. Why? Oh yeah, you're right. He did. He moved with Doc. That's facts. But um, I mean, you could look at. I mean, I googled top 100 smartest NBA players. I bet I'll come across a few that could make decent coaches. But looking through Gary Payton, do you think he would coach? <laughs> I'm just. I'm coach. just. You know what I'm thinking about? And you yeah. might. It's going to be on the list, dude. Mm-hmm. What if they had Larry Bird coach? How old is he? Is he is he he's, too old to want to do that? Um, he's probably in his 80s. 64. He, he's only 64. Wow. I was way I don't off. know if you'd want to do it. Wouldn't that be something? Be very weird. I, I don't think they'd bring him back because he was the Celtics head coach, right? No, I mean, wasn't. yeah. Yeah, he was the Celtics. Oh, he's the Pacers coach. You're right. You're Pacers right. I was looking in the wrong place. <clears throat> and he only coached for three years. So, and I mean, he maybe he comes back. When he was coaching. <laughs> hey, maybe he comes back. Maybe they bring a legacy in. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I would like to see something like that. It's probably not going to be him, but that would be a nice story. I'm all about the story. So if you ask me who my favorite candidate is, there you go. (laughs) Larry Bird. All right. I I mean, Tim Duncan, if they could prime away from this. I don't think he's even coaching with this person anymore. I think that'd be intriguing. He stepped away. I think you're right. You bring in uh, him. I mean, you could obviously bring in like a John Stockton or Gary Payton, but we're we're just looking at John Stockton would be an interesting one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, mean talking about all time assist leader, like he's I, I hope he is. Yeah, he's definitely all time assist leader. Far and away. Far Obviously and away. he's like one of the top minds. Like you gotta have something. There there's gotta be I don't know, it's hard. I, I don't know what to say about coaching. Because I'm gonna say like my my thing I was about to say was like, oh, like, you know, you can't bring in like Joe Schmo, but that's what they do with Brad Stevens. So Think you bring in Isaiah Thomas? Which one? Like old, old Isaiah Thomas. He was Stockton. a horrible coach. Was he? I don't know. He was with the Knicks. Coach. He was bad. Like they would boom and stuff. I think sleeper candidates bring in Andre Miller, the best, the smartest role player in NBA history. Honestly, uh, like role players player. are the ones that usually make the best coaches. Like I'm telling like, you, give me one besides like Bird, who was good for a couple years. Like we just talked about, that was like a star player that was like a killer coach. I was gonna say Jason Kidd, but you said killer coach, so I guess. I guess not. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Bill Russell when he was a player coach, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I was half joking about Andre Miller uh, slash Gary Payton. I think either of them would be all right. But like I said, we're just kind of looking at random players now. I think Kenny Atkinson realistically is probably one of my top options. Uh, I think one of those assistants in like Ima Udoka would be good. I think Sam Cassell would be good. Chauncey Billups is fine. It's just like you go through the list. I'm sure Brad Stevens obviously he's got a good coaching mind. He'll find somebody to fit the role pretty well. So. He's not stupid. He'll figure exactly. it out. Exactly. And uh, with that, I suppose we can uh, let's let's make a, a guess. That way we can have the receipts if we're somehow correct. Saying, would you like to guess who the next head coach of the Celtics is? I like to guess <laughs> for the receipts for the purpose of receipts. If I if I had to like place a wager, who I think it would be. I think I think uh, Cassell is probably your best guess to who it's going to be. He played for the Celtics, right? Or am I losing my shit? Yeah, he was on the 2018. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, 
if, if it were up to me, I'd probably lean towards Sam Cassell as well. But uh, sleeper picks in case I am somehow right. Uh, Ime Udoka is up there for sure. Kenny Atkinson's another one I like. And then Gary Payton and Andre Miller. I brought them up half as jokes, but hey, you, you never, never know. And Jerry Stackhouse too. Jerry Stackhouse too. So I'll, I'll throw some names. I wouldn't out. be shocked if it's just Jay Laranaga is the next coach. I wouldn't love that. I wouldn't love that. But I oh, I wouldn't be Jerome exciting. Allen. I mean, I don't Jerome really Allen know. is up there too. Jerome Allen, I've heard in in, in the rumor mill as well. Um, another Celtics assistant. So you never know. Perhaps. You never know. But uh, yeah, let, let's move on. Talk about offseason moves for 10, 15 minutes or so, and we'll wrap up the show here with plenty of news. And hopefully, we'll get some more in the future about rumors, and we can talk rumors until uh, the offseason and the draft, which I know you love talking about rumors, yeah. Sam. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, do I? We were, no, I don't think I do. <laughs> that was sarcasm. We, 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 we were, I'm trying we were to think just, if I if no, I no, previously no. bitched about rumors or not. A hundred percent. In the offseason, because we don't have anything to talk about, but in the regular season, it's annoying, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's probably when I was complaining about it. We were talking Kemba a little earlier. Let's get back on that that discussion because I don't think you'll like what I have to say. I don't think you get anything substantial in return for Kemba Walker. No, all. I don't think so either. I, I it's just you have to pick your spots because you don't want to just get rid of them to get rid of them. Do you? No, you don't. You have Why? something. Why would you give it up for nothing? Unless you're you're completely convinced that Kemba is a cancer to this team. He does not fit right. I'm, which, I'm not saying he's a cancer be, to this team, but I'm not. I don't think he. I don't think he fits right. I don't think he fits right either. But I think he fits all right. I think if you moved him off the bench, he could work. I think. I mean, you're bringing in a new coach. That could change the way things work. I'm. You've. He has a whole summer to get right. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into this, Jack. And I. I don't think selling low is a good idea, regardless. I mean, unless, I know... unless you're absolutely certain that he is washed, done, will never play again to any level, and he's just going to be a pain in the ass to have around. I think he'll average like 14 points on like 42% from the field and 36% from three next season, which is his career average percentages wise. But I don't think he'll average that many points at all. And at that point, would you rather have him doing that or would you rather invest more into the future of Peyton Pritchard because I think you got a future in Peyton Pritchard there and I think you can sign a veteran backup point guard or even a starter while Pritchard cut like gets accustomed to that role and I know a trade you like and I'm sure there are plenty others around the league you take Kemba Walker you take a couple seconds you dish him for Al Horford I mean, oh I love it I was exactly. gonna bring it up finish I was gonna say why wouldn't you do that you have and if they're if they're gonna get rid of Kemba I think that's the way you should do it Maybe maybe not even for Horford. It depends what's around. But I think if you're going to get rid of Kemba because he makes a lot of money and he doesn't fit what you're looking to do, find another team that has somebody that's making a lot of money that doesn't fit what they're looking to do and just switch. Because Al Horford fits what you want to do. He's not washed. He had a decent sh uh, showing in OKC when they let him play. He had a down year in Philly because he was not fitting in right, which is what's happening with Kemba. And I feel like on, in the right situation, he might play well again. And then people are going to be like, oh, look what they did. And it's going to be <laughs> annoying. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I mean, if you have the right opportunity, go for it. But if it's not really making you better, I don't see why you would. At, at least at least not give it a chance. You know, like, I see no reason to get rid of him until, like, you see what he's got again at the beginning of the season. 
I suppose. So, I mean, I'm looking around the league. I'm going to throw some names out there for you. Uh, I think I know your thoughts on this, and I, I think I share the same thoughts. But uh, Kevin Love, Sam? <laughs> he wouldn't be the worst in the world. Like, he's a big that can shoot. Like, he fits mm-hmm. a little bit. You don't have that. It allows you to put yeah. Tatum at the three if you want. You can put Jalen at uh, shooting guard, and you can run smart at point. I think that's what their plan is going to be. I think Marcus over this playoff series really proved himself to be important to this team. KJ was saying the opposite. He really bumped up his trade value, but I think he kind of showed like, Hey guys, like, look, I have a switch. Like the playoffs come around. Like I don't fuck around. Like I'm going to be able to be an impactful player for you. I'm scoring the ball. I'm playing defense. Like I'm making a difference. That's what you need. And I think giving up that guy is stupid, especially when he's been with your franchise for eight, nine years. Eight, eight years, seven years. I don't know. He, he's been here a while. I think uh, trading him is wrong, especially if you're not getting something otherworldly back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, realistically, the trade package for Love would probably be Kemba Walker and a couple picks, or maybe even less. Maybe it's a straight-up swap. And I'm talking seconds. I don't think you'd have to give up first in that deal. Uh, another name, John Wall, Sam. I think he his contract is definitely bigger, but I think he definitely fits better with the Celtics. Well, John Wall fits better. You're right. Like, these are things, like, let's, let's flash back, right? Like, let's go back to last summer. And this is something I've mentioned before. Like, if you really wanted to get rid of Kemba last summer, you could have, like, go get Westbrook. Like, you can swap. Like, this is a thing that you can do. Hindsight's Like, there are other players around the league. Now, maybe John Wall is not a player you want to go and get, or maybe he is for multiple reasons. He might not be because you can say, look, he was struggling in one situation, you took him out of it, and he struggled in another. But on the other hand, you can say he was on a bad team, he went to another bad team. And if you put him on a good team, how does it happen? He's definitely the kind of guy that's going to penetrate and get the ball to the basket and create collapses. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to continue there. I, no, I, blanked. Right. Um, I mean, just in terms of defense and playmaking, I think John Wall outweighs Kemba Walker. Obviously, the only difference is um, John Wall makes around $10 million uh, more than Kemba Walker, which is kind of ridiculous considering how bad Kemba's contract. I mean, uh, while making that much more than Kemba, ten mil is you're taking a risk there, and it's not like you're getting how off long the books is it earlier. <clears throat> you're not. It's the same. You're not getting off the books earlier unless unless he declines his risk. player option, which I, I couldn't imagine him doing. But um, uh, maybe I think he that's does. up there. Depends no what shot. is what. No, no, no. Listen, it. De- well, Gord- we said that for Gordon Hayward, he he left so. Because he got um, a similar amount of money, though. He got a similar amount of money than he he got. It depends what John Wall's priority is, Jack. And this goes for everybody. If he wants to win, which I'm not saying he's necessarily going to. Uh, okay. This is just an optimistic yeah. thought. He sees what's around him. He says, okay, I make a lot of money that I shouldn't be making. He could be like, I don't, I don't need to make $38 million a year. It's as simple as that. I mean, I can make the team better. Why would I, why would I keep hold the team back by getting paid? I suppose it just de- it I depends suppose. what the mentality is. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. You, you never know. It, it depends on where his head's at. But uh, I mean, that Al Horford, Kevin Love are probably up there as some of the top options. Uh, another one, which I don't necessarily mind too, too much. Um, Kemba Walker and Tristan Thompson for Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's not horrible. I think Bledsoe's a decent fit. He doesn't have to be a primary scoring option, which he shouldn't be. He can be a solid secondary scoring option. He plays defense. Steven Adams is a big pain presence. The only problem with him is he can't shoot. 
Mm. Yeah, so Steven Adams would be on the books till 22-23. He makes 27 mil this year. Next year, he only makes 17 mil, and the year after that, he only makes 18 mil. So it, it dips down for, for his contract extension. Bledsoe makes around 16 mil this year, 18 mil next year, and then 19.3 the year after that, but it's non-guaranteed. So I, I don't know. It, it's like after June something. you can. I don't know how the non-guarantee works, but you're getting off both those contracts around the same time as the Kemba Walker one, but you could argue the fit is better. And I think the defense with Bledsoe is probably better. The playmaking, uh, I suppose, is probably better. I don't exactly know his playmaking numbers. Wait, but Jack, you I, said— It's around the same. Yeah. So they would have them for three seasons or two? <laughs> Though they'd have – so Kemba's on the books for this past season. I guess it's over now. And then two after that. So Why are you mentioning Steven, the past season? That's why you're confusing me. Who cares? They're not paying sorry. that. I'm sorry. Okay, my bad. Apologize. Adam, yeah, that's right. Apologize. Apologize. Adams and Bledsoe made – Adams made 27.5 this season. Bledsoe made 16.8 this season. Next year, as in this upcoming season – Okay, this is what they, matters. Yes, they make 17 for Adams, and Bledsoe makes 18, right? And then the year after that, Adams makes 17, and Bledsoe makes 19, but the 19 is not fully guaranteed. I don't know how exactly that works. I'd have to do some research, but it's not nearly as much as— It, it is less than Kemba as a whole. You're also dumping, dumping the uh, Thompson contract for Adams, who I would argue is a very similar player to Tristan Thompson— uh, maybe not as good an offensive rebounder, and then Bledsoe, who you could argue is a better fit with the Celtics overall. How does Adams play against Embiid, Jack? Do you know off the top of your head? <laughs> uh, no, but I, it would only take me a few seconds to find out. I think it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate thought because that's the only thing that kept me from saying like the Celtics could handle the Sixers easily because they need somebody that can really stay with him, and Adams is a freak. So that's someone that in theory, should be able to hold his own at least a little bit. Do you want to know this season or in seasons past? Like, Because he had, obviously, a weird year in New Orleans. Do you want me to look at his last year in Oklahoma City or something? Or yeah, should just, I Just give me like a little bit of an idea. All right, I'll take a look at this year. You can look I... at the recent one because that's really the most valid. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, we'll go here. We'll go offensive player. We'll go Joel Embiid. Um Steven Adams had the second most matchup time. He only played one game against Embiid this season. Uh, Embiid, <laughs> Sam. He dominated. You're about to fall in love. Steven Adams held him to 3 of 11 and 0 of 2 from 3. Look at that. Six, like In almost seven minutes of game time. Look at that hypothesis, dude. I'm a genius. <laughs> I don't know I what you, you want that. from me. Hey, let, let's keep going. Let's take a little look. We'll, we'll dive into the Steven Adams hype a little bit here, shall we? Uh, OKC. The other year, let's see how he guarded Embiid. Because, oh, hey, OKC was good last year, right? Steven Adams guarded him for two games, a total of 20 minutes matchup time. Held him to 15 of 31, not great. Four of nine from three, not great. Uh, Embiid scored 38 points OKC over the span of two games. Last year. Yeah. <clears throat> OKC was in the playoffs last year. Chris Paul. Oh, that's team. right. They were, they were the fifth. That's right. Chris Paul was on their team. I completely forgot. They were very okay. weird, though. Yeah. I'll give it to you. They, they were decent. Um, but he guarded him very, very well uh, this season. So, I mean, hey, the options there. I think he's the best matchup, one of the best matchups around the league in purely from a physicality standpoint. And then I, I like Bledsoe as a fit over Kemba at this point, probably, probably. But uh, I think I think whoever your next point guard is needs to be in a smaller role, a more of a dis distributor role. Yeah. Like Kemba is 
as solid as he is, and I, I'm not out on Kemba completely yet. I think it's disappointing that he missed games in the playoffs. I think he played disappointing basketball in the playoffs. I'm not dis- disregarding that. But I still think he has something left to offer. I don't, I'm don't. i not out on him completely. I think he's played all right this season when he was finally getting going towards the end. I don't think he's gotten a fair shake from a lot of fans. But I understand the need to maybe move on just because of the amount of money he makes. And if you did what you're suggesting with these other two guys, you potentially have an answer to that. You know, like there are answers to this. You just need to think because there are other teams that are like, damn, like it kind of sucks that we have this guy on our team that doesn't fit like, oh, OKC, we have Steven Adams on our team that clogs the paint and our best player Zion is a paint guy. Huh? That's probably not a good fit. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, really understand. Celtics, we have Kemba Walker, who is a scoring point guard when our best players are scoring wings. Oh, that's probably not a good fit. Yeah, I don't really understand the uh, <laughs> whole thought process with what those guys got going on. But another idea, if you throw, I'm sure you'd have to throw maybe a first a couple seconds into the deal. Um, you could realistically probably work out a deal. I'm throwing in the trade finder as we speak to see if it works. If you want to shed Kemba, right? You want to shed Kemba. That's the idea. <clears throat> trade him to the Timberwolves with a couple seconds. You get Ricky Rubio, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Ed Davis back. It gives you a passing point guard. Juancho Hernan Gomez is an okay role player. Ed Davis is just a throw in to make the salary work. And then you have some more wiggle room flexibility. Ricky Rubio's contract I want is that off earlier. Minnesota. Reed. He's not bad. No shot they give him. <laughs> No shot they give him to you, though. And, and the money wouldn't work. The money wouldn't work. I'm just flexing sense. that I know things. You're flexing that you know Nasreed. You know Nasreed was I know Tremont, role players. Tremont Waters college teammate. You know that? I did not know that. But I knew he's, he played decent against Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, played with him at uh, LSU. Uh, I'm trying to look at other contracts. Obviously, Al Horford. I, I'm just going down the list. Al <clears> Horford could is say, probably my favorite. Did you know he can play against MB? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if he's washed like I think it's unfair if he comes back to immediately assume that he's going to be the same guy he was in 2019 and 2018. But I think it's like it's not out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Like he was fine this year. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad at all. I, I think you could find they him. Know I, him. He played really well. Yeah, he played really well. Uh, with they know the, they uh, like him. And he would have stayed if it wasn't that, f- that fucking prick, Kyrie, who we can talk about in a minute. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, we'll start to wrap up. The one last trade uh, I will bring to your attention that, I mean, you could like is you could trade him to the Kings for Mo Harkless and Buddy Heald or Buddy Heald and someone else if you want to get some shooting. You probably have to attach a couple picks to dish him off to the Kings. Who, But, hey, if no one else is willing to give up stuff for Buddy Heald, uh, a, a first, a few Buddy seconds. Buddy Heald makes a lot of money, Walker. He makes $24 million. Dollars. 24. He's got a, a long one. I can tell you exactly. But he's on the books for, I think, three more years. Yep, this one, then three more. But he makes declining money. Wanna... So he makes 22 this upcoming season, then 20, and then 18. So it, it goes down a little. I don't know if you really want to like get in an extra year on any of these guys if you're getting rid of Kemba. I mean, Buddy Heald, 28 years old, 40% three-point shooter. He he knocks them down. I mean, yeah, you're but talking Jack, about you want to get like a 40% three-point shooter like for not that much money. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Oh, also, I, was, Sam, I was actually about to bring up one thing I'm really intrigued by, and I'm, I know you were kind of in on this, was 
I believe Duncan Robinson said like fit was yep. a big thing for him. I was just going to bring him up. <laughs> He's from here, man. He's from I mean, up here. I would pay Duncan Robinson a lot of money. I'm just going to say it. I would pay Duncan I, Robinson I would be interested a lot of Duncan money. Robinson. I mean, I think Miami's on the decline. Yeah. I don't think, I really don't think they they have anywhere to go up unless. I mean, they, they, they have pieces to build. Play for them next year. They have pieces to build. They, they're in a similar place to the Celtics in years past. I would argue, obviously, I don't think they have the talent of Kyrie and Gordon, but in the terms of they can compete now and they have Bam, they have Hero, they have these guys who could blossom in the future. Hero is good. <clears throat> okay. I'm not saying, I'm comparing them to the Celtics in the, ter- in the sense of competing now and in the future. Obviously, they don't have the talent of the Celtics. Like Bam, Bam and Hero. Bam is a good player. Hero is not. Jimmy Butler is good, but like if you have like you're not gonna get 2020 bubble Jimmy Butler probably ever again. Like that was yeah. otherworldly, yeah. like making everybody else around him better. Like that's I not what you got this year. Their compete now window is definitely on the decline, like you said. I'm just yeah. saying they're also fine for the future. But at the same time, Duncan Robinson's like 28. So he wants to compete. If he wants to compete, I think there is a chance that they snag him. Before we <clears throat> briefly get into your Kyrie complaints, how much are you willing to pay Duncan Robinson? Give me a number. Cause I, I bet yours is a little lower. How much do they have? Do you not know? Much, but not much. I'm not saying that I, I'd I'm, pay him what you it, can. Okay. But in the grand scheme of things, how much do you think he's worth? Like, how much do you think he'll get out in the open market? Somebody would pay him at least 10. Really? See, I think he'd you get 15 to 8. I think he'd get 15 to 18. No, I said at least 10. I don't know. I, I so think he'd get a. I think bad. he'd. I think you'd get a Joe Harris contract. <coughs> that, that's my guess. But um, I think Celtics' main priorities is get Fournier back and go mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, I would like and that Fournier, Duncan Robinson. Fournier made some comments that scared me, man. Uh, he was like, yeah, we'll see. I'm not focused on the offseason yet. We'll see what happens. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, but that's what you're supposed to say. Yeah, to get the most money, I understand. But um, yeah, we're, we're pro- you, just, you don't promise anything. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't promise say, anything. You don't say, oh, like, you know, if you if you'll have me back, I plan on resigning. You don't. You don't Perfect say segue. That. Perfect segue, Sam. Yeah. Rant. Rant for the last few minutes. Of this yeah. Time. So uh, before, you know, the news broke today, what I thought we were going to talk about was game four and five of this series, which, uh, of course, they lost. Kyrie played well. And I, I uh, dispute that he wouldn't have played well if he didn't get three free throws at the beginning of game four. It was that he shouldn't have got, but he got three free I makes, guess. got himself going. Um, stomps the logo. I mean, the water bottle thing's ridiculous. Like, should the guy have thrown the water bottle? Absolutely not. But no, like, not at all. In his in his post game press conference, he was like, "Yeah, like anything could have happened." Jack, if I threw a water bottle at you, what do you think would happen? Like, in, like in all seriousness, l- let me rephrase that. Jack, if Chris Sale throws a water bottle at you, what do you think happens? Like, the absolute worst thing that happens to you if Chris Sale throws a water bottle at you? I say, ow, what the fuck, man, and then I... There you go. There you go. He'd be fine. Kyrie can drive the lane and get slapped. You can get by one. Relax. I I think... By the way, I think released on $500 bail today. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Um, So I'll play a little devil's advocate here, I suppose. Did Kyrie oversell the dramatics? Yes, of course. He's Kyrie Irving. He's going to be dramatic. He, he's going to be dramatic about it. At the same time, I completely 
agree with his point in that they shouldn't be treated like they're in a zoo. The fans are there to watch a game. They're not there to dump popcorn. They're not there to spit on them. They're not there to huck a water bottle at his head. So, uh, like, it's true. I said the guy should have did it. Yes, at the same time, a guy, a random guy comes up to you in the street and chucks a water bottle at your head. You're going to be pissed. Obviously, you're going to be fucking pissed. So, I mean, I don't, I I agree with Kyrie in the sense that he should have done it. Was he dramatic? Yes. We can talk about the logo thing briefly. I said this on the pregame. I don't give a shit about the logo thing. He can do what he wants. I really don't care. Was it childish? Hell yes. It was a baby thing to do. I think it was stupid and tacky, but I don't care that he did it. But I'll I'll let you speak your feelings about that. I don't like that he did it. Well, as a Celtics fan, I don't like that he did it. I wish more players would do things like that around the league. Uh, I think it's a prick move when you score 40 or whatever you scored on a team without like three of its starters when you're playing behind Kevin Durant and James Harden, like whip de doo But at the same time, like, all right, cool. Like, that's fiery. The problem I have with it is the Celtics didn't do anything about it. They talked about this on the radio today. Like, somebody should have, like, hard fouled him in the next game. Like, they should have, like, he drives the lane, like, hit him. Like, if yeah. you're a player, like, that should mean more to you. And you can say, so what? It's stupid. So what? It's childish. He did it. He went out of his way to do it. Yes. Yes. You know, and like, uh, he. Uh, so let me ask you this, though, before you continue. What player would you like to do that? Who Who would you have wanted to see do that? Marcus, Tristan, anybody. I don't care who it is. Let me counter, then. And Marcus I know you won't. the one that comes to comes to mind because he's, you know, kind of like the captain. Yes. Been here the longest. He's fierce. And you won't like this answer. Marcus Smart. I know they're with friends. Kyrie Irving for two years. Yes, they're friends. They're not going to hard foul their friend. Marcus Smart played for him with two years. Tristan Thompson played with him for even more than yeah, that in Cleveland. Jason Tatum's his friend. I don't. But they're still I don't friends. Give a it shit goes deeper friends. than. Kevin Garnett has probably hasn't talked to Ray Allen since he left for Miami. Yes. Okay. But they played together for five years. They won a basketball. It's very different, though. Basketball is a different game, even from 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago that that stuff happened. Basketball is very different. These guys, like, realistically, like, I saw a post. The guys that are coming up now played AAU together. They've known each other for longer than being in the league. You can't compare the game now to Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's a one of one. guys knew each other. Okay, Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Garnett and Ray Allen were drafted. He's a year a apart. one of one though. There, there. He's a one of one though. He, he will doesn't give a shit about friendships. People nowadays, like Marcus Martin, Kyrie Irving, are friends. Like the this problem is, years. there aren't players like that anymore. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I understand that they're not like that, but they mm-hmm. should be like that at least a little bit. I guess he steps I mean, on that logo. That is everybody that has played there. That is the. The guys you're playing with every single day, that is his time spent there with you and all these other guys that you're friends with. I mean, he quits on the team and goes and plays with KD. And now he's going to be in your division, which divisions don't matter. But you still have to play him four times a year. Yeah. And you don't care. You're fine with that. It's not personal to them. He said, you're not good enough. Nothing. 
me personally no i don't i don't really care it's a fucking piece of paint I, more than anything i think it was just childish i don't think yes there was malice behind it yes he was mad but you know why he was mad because he was getting booed all night it's because in his mind he didn't quit on the team right and i you can say he whatever you want quit on okay the team, sam, Jack. sam yes he sam, shot yes. like six sam, and said he's sam, taking more sam. shots Sam, I understand. And yes, I agree with you. He quit on the team. I'm going to speak from the mind of Kyrie Irving. He doesn't think he quit on the team. He didn't like the situation he was in. He felt, whatever, mistreated by Boston. And again, let me finish my statement because I'm not telling you my thoughts. I'm telling you what's going on in Kyrie's brain. He feels mistreated by Boston. He feels the media was uh, out to get him or whatever in Boston. He didn't like the atmosphere. Boston is treated. And let me finish. I see you want to talk. Boston treated him shitty or whatever while he's here. Then he got booed for two games straight and was slewed in the media. He was angry. He did something stupid and childish after being angry, and he stepped on a piece of paint on the hardwood. I understand the meaning behind it, but in his mind, that is what happened. So from that perspective, I don't give a shit. Like, I just don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's going to be a headline that will blow over in two days. But, yeah, I just don't think it matters. Kyrie Irving sees it as, oh, Boston. I, I, I don't. I'm not upset so much at him for doing what he did. Fine, do it. He, you're angry with the fans. You're angry with the city. Fine. Do yes. that. But if you're on the team, you should feel something towards that. That is your team that he disrespected blatantly. He went out do? of his way to do it, and you can't say it's meaningless because he wouldn't have went out of his way. What are they going to do? What do you want him to do? Push him? Get suspended? Yes. What? Yes, push him. Knock him That's down. Just... Hard foul him. Do so. You don't have to fight him. We're not we're Put not in the 80s. Ass for one play. Don't go hug happen. him after the game. Okay, see, I don't I also think that people who say the hugging stuff is stupid is a stupid stupid take. I also think that's really dumb. They're friends. They're friends. They're going to say it's a respect thing after the game. I, I think they're allowed to go say good game to your friends after a hard-fought series. You like, they have nothing. Game. You don't need to go hug everybody. Yes, you do, because they're friends. They have relationships with all these players. This is getting unbearable, Jack. I can't even fucking hear you. I finish talking, and then you freeze. <laughs> all right. Well, we can wrap it up. We, we ranted about the Kyrie thing. We have very differing thoughts, uh, clearly, so we can wrap up the show. Uh, hopefully we'll have more time to rant in the future. More news comes out. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Jackson NBA uh, and Sam per usual wrap us up. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. That's our show for today. Bye.